1: Hello and welcome to the show. Insane in the Membrane, this is Rich Wilson, your old pal. And this week I'm I'm joined by the mighty Darren Harriet. Hello mate. How's it going, Rich? Yeah, good man. Uh we had you on before and it was a great chat then, and yeah. so much has happened since the last time you've been on. Uh yeah. dancing on ice, superstar. What's going on? Yeah, man? yeah. I mean it's
2: Yeah, it's crazy. It's one of those things you, you sort of just go, ah, what's the worst that can happen and I'm currently still in a uh, physio <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> for numerous, <laughs> numerous injuries, man. Yeah, I've, I, I did my knee in. I've got whiplash, so I have to get that seen to once a week. I've got um, a, a new scar on my arm from when a, a blade sliced my arm open. Um, oh, I've got my, a bit of bone sticking out on my knee. Um, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's, still better than Christmas gigs. <laughs> well, this is it, Yeah. Yeah. All in the name of entertainment. Jesus I know. Christ. Yeah. It's so, it, it was rough, man. It, it, mate, this, could you ice skate before? No, I'd never even been to an ice rink before. I remember really? I, I walked in, no, I walked in on the first day and was like, Oh, this is cold. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it's really fun. Like ice skating. It's such a strange niche sport because it's one of those things where 90% of the 90% of people have done it like as a one-off, you know, every mm. now and again you do it. But the amount of people who do that as a job is yeah. it's like it's like bowling. We've all gone bowling, <laughs> but the idea of being a full-time bowler is what is wild. <laughs> so you meet these you know uh, uh, a lot of the professionals on the show I learned quite quickly that um, ice skating is not really the sort of thing you go into out of your own free will. Right. Uh, okay. What I've learned is parents have dreams of their kids being ice skaters. <laughs> and then right. they get, yeah, they get their kid like mine. My, my partner, Tiffy, she said, Oh, my mum my mum's dream was she wanted her daughter to be a ballerina on the ice. I was like I my mum wanted me to not steal from school. <laughs> that was it. That was that was literally the, yeah. Um so but the show itself is great. Like it's so yeah. fun. Everybody was so nice. I, I absolutely had a blast and that's one of the fun things and you know this being a comedian that we can kind of do anything we want now. Yeah. Like yeah. You, we can you know you can be a stand-up but also you can be a a children's author. You know, you can yeah. be a, a, a musician, a singer, an actor, a, a poet. You can do, abs- you can be a, like a painter or an artist. You can, you know, I, I look at like what Joe Lysett does. He does like yeah. books of like his paintings that he does in his, when he's bored and people buy him. I mean, I think he's got a book about bins or something coming out. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally got a book about bins. And it's just, it's one of those things that's so fun that makes entertainment just, um, you know, stand-up comedy is so much fun now. I think, yeah. is that we're able to sort of do. And it's not really one of those things where, you know, because me and you have been doing stand-up long enough. Obviously, you've been doing it longer than me, where it was kind of that whole thing of if you did an advert, you, you that's it. You're not really a comedian anymore. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It was it was that Bill Hicks line. of, uh, And I was like, man, I've done about seven. <laughs> I have done a lot of adverts at this point. Uh, Mate, so- I'm praying for adverts. That's what I <laughs> Mate, exactly. get, your, get yourself in on it. Get yourself in. When I say adverts, it's mainly voiceovers. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. They're, they're the only ones that I really, I really get is, is uh, voiceover adverts. Never get anything for free though. <laughs> Got it? You know, no, I've done, I've done like Uber Eats. I've done like Mini. I've never had one thing for free. Not even like a, a, a side order from Nando's, you get oh, nothing, what? no, know. people are like, oh, but you, but you get free stuff from Nando's, never had one thing, you don't, Mate, no. isn't there
1: not there a, uh, this mystical black Nando's card that there's only a certain amount of them and depending on your level, like sort of how people, how sort of well known you are. Do you know how I'm it like, works? No. The black card. So I, weirdly, I first heard of the black card from um,
2: um, Carl, Carl Hutchinson. Yeah. Yeah, the Geordie guy, yeah, because he, he, he did a corporate with um, Chris Ramsey. Right. They did a Nando's corporate, and he's like, I got it because I went in there, that, and I just I just made them laugh and said, obviously, I love Nando's and all that, and they gave it me. But the key is you can't ask for it. You oh. can't do that. Once you ask for it, you do not get it. That's how it works. Oh, my God. So and how it works is you get a starter main dessert... For up to six people, absolutely free, every single day, but you don't get any, because um, Nando's sold alcohol, you don't get any alcohol. There's no alcohol included. So, when I was with him, he was—he would just go over in and go, "Hey, anybody want Nando's?" <laughs> <laughs> we were like, "Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm desperate to get one of those black cards. I really do." Yeah, but
1: that's it, don't know. can't don't ask for it. Don't ask for it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't uh, want one. I'm not uh, interested. Yeah, you'd, you'd like one if it got offered, but you know, you, you know what? You <laughs> know, know what? you you haven't asked. I brought it up, so that is that is that is true. You know what's, you know, what's brutal about it? They um,
2: they so it, it obviously it's based on like whether you're an influencer or whatever mm. and they uh they check your social media every wow. year to see whether you're like on the rise or not and uh, just imagine Shit. you have one and it gets taken away
1: oh, oh. fucking hell brutal that's wonderful innit that you just get that you get that letter in the post or whatever, however they do it that email
2: and then Very you're back. Sorry. And then you, you're back at the I don't know the Glee Birmingham and some and you're, oh Rich Rich you got your Nando's let's get a Na-. yeah about that. Uh, oh, it's, it's all changed.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's and, it, and, it, and it'll and it'll go round like wildfire. Wilson's lost his Nando's card. The next time oh. I see Carl, I haven't seen Carl in a few years. I will say that to him, and I'm hoping <laughs> he's still got it. Because I heard there was only so many of them. There wasn't like fine, There wasn't a. Infinite amount. There's a finite Mate, amount. You might get a. You might get a
2: Nando's corporate one day. You never know. I'm. 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 Are. I'm eager for it. I'll take. You know. I'll take the bad gig. I'll take yeah. it if it's a horrible gig just to just to be in there and get one. <laughs> I don't care. I, that'll be my
1: pay. I'll be like, yeah, you, keep yeah. it. Give it a. Give it a club card. Well, now you've smashed your body to bits on the ice. Surely yeah. you're eligible everyone knows who you are now It's a, it's really elevated you I mean, you were already up there but now this has just shot you through the fucking roof man yeah it it's, must be weird for you it's been it's been really fun the thing with
2: dancing on ice is that i learned quite quite soon is that the audience it's very it's very different it's different to you know sort of a love island audience it's not even really like a, a stand-up comedy audience it's more right. like a family audience who are at home on a sunday afternoon watching ice skating so it's uh, it's always quite it's quite interesting because i know that That's an audience that I would never reach normally, because you know we do we do stand up in clubs, and you know uh, that audience generally with stand up in clubs. I mean, I find that most audiences are like all under thirty-five now. Like everybody in stand up seems to be very well. um, Again, you know, I'm talking about like the busy cities. I'm sure if you go a little bit out you'll see it a bit older but everybody seems quite young and quite you know quite young quite cool you know metropolitan living in london that sort of thing um so i don't really get to that audience that dancing in ice has which is sort of like the you know more middle-aged sort of elder couples and families who would watch an ice skating show so it's nice to you know get speak to them a little bit and i have no idea what it's going to do for my career but ultimately i had a good time (laughs) and um I did that, you know, you, when, you're a, when you're a comedian on any of these shows, you've always just got to be funny. Yeah. Like, even if you're mad, you're pissed off, you feel like you've been mistreated or anything like that, you've just got to be funny. Yeah. Because it's your, you've got, it's your job,
1: you know? I, I knew going into... Expect, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, you know, you've done it when you do a, a TV show or some sort of panel, and you're the only comedian... And you're like, "Well, okay, I guess I gotta be bringing the laughs in because nobody else is gonna, and you have that like pressure and with' with dancing on ice i I knew that as well as you know the skating side, of course, you've gotta be good, but as soon as Holly and Phil asked me a question anytime, you know they i yeah. I, I knew I had to be funny, so they would they would come up to me, and it was really nice because the producers would come up to me and they'd go, oh, we've got questions for you. And every week they'd ask me questions because they said that I was br- I was being funny. I was the only one who was trying uh, to be yeah. funny. So they would ask me a question and I, sometimes I was silly, over the top, funny, and they said they really liked that. And I went, well, yeah, because I know that for a show like that, being the best ice skater is not gonna get me where I need to be, really. No. Like winning the show is fine and, and it would be great, but. I know that in five years' time, no one's gonna be booking me because I'm an ice skater. No, yeah, true. No, sure. in, in in six months' time, no one they're gonna be booking me because they saw me. And they thought I was funny and likable, and you know, I showed that I could be funny on live TV. Yeah. That. So to me, as much as the ice skating was important, that part to me was like if ice skating was you know, um uh like like middle priority, the yeah. being funny to me was even more than being good at ice skating because I just knew that that that's where my value is. That's where my stock is. None of us are professional ice skaters. No one expects us to be amazing, Um, but they do expect me to be funny because that's my job. So I had to make sure that I did that all the time. And that's like an extra little bit of pressure that nobody else had to go through on the show. But then again, I put myself through it because I knew that was what I did. And you wouldn't notice it to, when you watch the show, but I would, you know, I'd get like um, two minutes before they'd say, "Oh, Darren, we've changed this question." Uh, um, you know, Holly, Holly, and Phil are going to ask you, blah, blah, blah. and I'd be like, "Okay." Oh, wow. uh, and then i will just be sitting there going, "Okay, what's where should I go with this?" In my head, just working out what the question is, <laughs> because I know that I've got to do it. And they've never had on the show a proper stand-up comic, like you know, oh, yeah, like really? a modern stand-up comic. They've never, they've never had somebody like us on the show, I mean, they've had a comedian on, but it was like Joe Pasquale. And oh, it was, okay. you know, and yeah. what Joe Pasquale does is he, you know, he's constantly sort of pulling pranks and being silly and, you know, there's there's also, you know, it's that yeah. old school type of comedy, as opposed to somebody who's a bit more uh new school, but also on the ice, I was, yeah. very, I was very serious with like, <laughs> the training and they were quite surprised. I think the trainer, one of the trainers was quite surprised how serious I was when it came, I was like, well, yeah, I wouldn't do this yeah, if I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I didn't think I could. I could. I could do it. And that's another thing. Have you noticed that, Rich? Because how long have you been doing comedy for now? Nineteen years. Nineteen years. Have you yeah. noticed how um, comedians now are like athletes? There's like athlete comics around, man. There's like <laughs> CrossFit superstars. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's like proper fit athletes. I can't remember who it was, but I was talking to a comic, and it was like, ah. Oh, I miss the days where like comedians would be like doing coke in the green rooms and like yeah, they'd be like man. hammered on stage and all. I was like, I don't, I don't see. If I saw a comedian drunk on stage,
1: like actually, <laughs> I would look at it like a horror show. Like, oh my god, yeah, what is happening? Yeah. I, I, you just don't see that. Anymore. Even when I was, even when I started, even behind the bar, when I started out, and you'd see that like comedians were just fucking on it. They were just pissed off their heads. Um, there's a famous story of Glenn Wall being on his off his head on pills, and he was halfway through his set. They had to turn him round because he was doing it to the
2: curtain.
1: <laughs> 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 I mean, that's I've, I don't know if it's true. I've heard I've heard that story a few times, but it's yeah. You don't get that now. In fact, if you you feel weird if you're drinking a beer or a drink, or alcohol drink in a green room.
2: Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll do it. I don't do it certain gigs I do do that at. I'll be like, fuck it. This is like being in my lounge. I'm gonna have a drink. Yeah. But a lot of the time, you don't even think about it. You're like, I better no. I'm not gonna not gonna have a drink. I just need to do the gig, and I don't want to. Look like, I don't want to look like one of those old sad <sighs> comics sitting in the corner. Why well, did never happen for me? And you're just getting pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all seen those fellas, and I don't want to be that. So there is, I think you do. You have to be on it now. There is something to be said for the sort of comic on stage,
2: Mike in the stand uh, w- uh, sort of w- wobbling beer in his one hand, yeah. ranting and, ah, 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 and the beer's spilling. There is something to be said for that kind of like a sort of old school, sort of loud, ranty comic with a, yeah. a beer. But that, I, I guess that's like Edinburgh though, isn't it now? Edinburgh, you see a lot of comedians just go off the go off the rails mm. for the month. Yeah. i. I think, I think a lot of it is because, you know, some comedians are married, kids, you know, they have a very sort of, uh, a life that is sort of, you know, you, you know, I take the kids to school, pick the kids up, mm. go to this gig, blah, 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 blah. and then Edinburgh is like, oh, it's, it's half term anyway. I don't have to do yeah. any of that. <laughs> also, my kids are in Manchester. I'm in Edinburgh. In, yeah. in a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 35 and I'm in a, a, a uni dorm for a month it just get it, it gets wild <laughs> there's always there's yeah. always stories of comics coming back from Edinburgh uh, who are like oh I'm uh, I don't
1: drink anymore yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't drink I'm, yeah. nah I'm, yeah I'm just uh, yeah I'm done and you just go wow something happened to you man something yeah. happened <laughs> to you <laughs> but yeah. you have to I feel because it's not just a case of now just doing comedy. You have to do so many other things, like you have to do podcasts and social media things, and you always have to be putting stuff out. That doing that and being pissed and things, just you just can't do it. This has now become this is like a twenty four hour job almost. Like you're always thinking about the next thing you have to do, and like, like you know, like you said, you, what you you know, you did dance on ice and you've had a great time doing it, but really it's just an advert for you. And and to get people to come to see you at your shows, really, and so and you and you know you need to be on it. So you can't be drunk in green rooms and drinking like we used. Those old boys wouldn't be able to cut it now. Yeah, you know, they just they just would fall by the wayside. It's almost like you have to keep fighting your corner now more than ever to keep him to keep relevant and involved. That's
2: a that's a very good point. Um, comedians nowadays, yeah, we have to do like everything like I mean you know back in the day it was you could literally just go on stage do jokes make a good living go home when you're done whereas now we're all putting out content online you know most comedians now are are, you know video editors or you know they they all know how to edit videos do their own subtitles you know make funny videos you know I've I've now trying to make funny videos at home because I I see it and I go oh yeah Mm. this is like they're selling a lot more tickets Now, because they put out funny videos and people just flock to it, it's, you know, my agent probably wouldn't like me saying this, but I go, it's way better than TV. Pulls in way more numbers than TV. If I, I would give up, I I would happily give up six months worth of solid TV work for a clip. No, I'd give up a year's worth of solid TV work for one clip that gets 10 million views. Yeah, on, yeah, any, yeah. on any social media platform. Because I know that those views are going to recall people following me. And I could tour. I could have a really big tour off one clip. And everything nah. has... It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, there's a few comics now who... You know, you look and you go, whoa, you're so. Yeah. I, I was following you. Whoa, your social media, you've got a million followers now. What happened? Yeah. And you look <laughs> and you go, oh, that video got five million views. Oh, that got 10 million views. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're in a completely different space with different people offering them so many different things. And
0: yeah.
2: all they need to, all they have to do is just go on tour. I mean, yeah. you can look at um, Nigel, Nigel Ong like Nigel just left everybody yeah. completely yeah. and he's like I'll just do I'll just do YouTube stuff and do and sell out uh, the Apollo <laughs> yeah off yeah. the back of that what oh whatever Nigel what happened to uh <laughs> what happened to us oh, at like the pleasant's 4 years ago mate Where, who do
1: you think you are come back that's no, so mate. funny he's gone you? yeah you are gone <laughs> but it's but isn't it funny though that we're having this, we're talking about this now, but when we started out, when you think where you came from? Now we spoke about this before on your episode. We talked about where you grew up and how you grew up and the environment you were in. And now you're on TV ice skating. How fucking mad is that? It's, it's wild.
2: When I did all the, I did a few interviews with newspapers and stuff and they would ask me about my uh, my, my life, you know, being in a gang, carrying a knife, all of that sort of stuff, my dad's death. And then, uh, and then, uh, uh, in my head, I'm, you know, talking about, yeah, you know, when I was young, I definitely would have stabbed somebody because that was the mentality we had and all this. And then it'd be like, so um, <laughs> you're doing dancing on ice with Joey Essex <laughs> and Ekin Sue and uh, and Vivian a drag queen. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's weird, isn't it? Everything has really changed. The blades in my hand are now on my feet. Like, <laughs> what is going on? It's a, it's, isn't it? yeah. it's such a odd, it's such a strange life because. I do think about the way things were um, when I was younger and how different things could have been. Like I said, I definitely would have, you know, stabbed somebody or been killed or st- or stabbed or whatever mm. myself. And then to, you know, 20, yeah, it's exactly 20 years later, I'm doing a ITV entertainment show in a pair of gold tight shorts, skating <laughs> around an ice rink. You know, it's... and, and the thing about the show that was great for me was all my family came. So yeah. when you do the show, you get six tickets. When you're on okay. the show, you get six guest tickets. They sit in their family area. They'll be on TV. They'll all be interviewed and all that sort of stuff. And so all of my family came to every single one. I had Amazing. literally they all took it in turn. So my aunties this time, my ah. uncles, cousins, mom, my, my mom came down. It was great, and they've all they've all been on ITV cheering. They had banners <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And you know, my my family you know it's pretty similar to your family. They're not they're not a TV family, no. but you know, but they support me. They're they're not gonna you know they're not a TV. It's not like they're trying to get guest tickets to places. They've never been to a show before, so they no. they're all coming down and being on the TV and cheering was uh, was amazing. Like that was probably my favorite bit about doing the show was they all got to come down and see me. It was great.
1: Yeah. I bet it was amazing. Yeah, it really was. But isn't it funny, if you think back to younger you, if younger you, when you're wandering around with a knife in your pocket, saw that older you was going to be doing this now. (laughs) It's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's It's, it's so so crazy. And it really hits me um, quite a bit because... I think about, okay, I think about, you know, what I was like and my mentality and all that. And then I think if I like, if I like stabbed someone, and went Mm. to prison and that's it. My whole life is just completely different. Like one, one stupid mistake. My whole life is completely different. And whenever I read the newspapers and there's always some teenage kid being killed, you know, or some gang affiliated or whatever. And kids like you know fourteen, fifteen. I always feel really sad because I feel I always feel really sad. Obviously for the kid that's been been murdered. Yeah. Um. But I also feel bad for the kid that's done it because I guarantee, if you just speak to the kid, mm. probably just a very much a kid still yeah. who just had a moment of madness. Like I was watching um one I can't remember what the what the it was like a London thing about gangs like a, a film right and they, they showed this one kid who stabbed another kid and killed him and then as he run off he was like yeah got yeah, yeah blah, blah. and I was like it's, it wouldn't be like that no. like you you this kid was like yeah we've got him blood yeah blah, blah, blah. and the kid was like bro and I was like that's that wouldn't happen like you wouldn't no. you wouldn't be jumping for joy that you've just murdered this kid when you're 15, you wouldn't do yeah. that. You'd you you uh, you'd immediately have regret. You would immediately yeah. be like, "Oh no, what have I done? My life has changed." You wouldn't you wouldn't be sort of dancing over his it's stupid. And because yeah. and I, whenever I see, it, I always just think, "Man, this kid who's now gonna spend you know his life is completely ruined." Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, as it should be for killing someone. But I'm like, God, it could have just been so different with just just a, a blink of an eye, it's a blink of an eye difference from doing yeah. something like that and not doing something like that. And, you know, because I always look at it and go, that could have been me so easily. So there's a part of me that always sees these other kids and goes, ah, you could you could be me now. You yeah. could be doing this. It's, um, yeah, it always really gets me that.
1: Yeah, there is that. It's, yeah, I think they need to realise that trying to impress their mates like the other members in the gang ain't the be all and end all because they're that's not going to be around forever is it so for whatever sorry. reason that they're, they're gonna some of them will get banged up some of them are going to get killed some of them are gonna whatever they're gonna go off and I, I mean, you're gonna be left with what you did forever
2: i mean how many of your mates from high school do you still even talk to you yeah, still yeah, even they... know when yeah. you this is
1: that yeah. was that's
2: them in the gang. They're like, no, nah, these are, these are my boys for life. What you're still going to be hanging about with these same guys doing the same thing in 30 years? It's not Imagine. Gonna yeah. But at that time, you think it's you think it's all about them. You think they're all about you. And nah, these are my boys. We're boys for and it's never ever ever like that. It's just it's such yeah. a waste. It's you know it's such a it's such a shame. That that, that it, you know, because it, it it happens so much now, and I can only imagine how how worse it is with social media. And yeah, you know, because yeah. I didn't have it. That's the thing. I'm I'm old enough where when I we had MSN Messenger what? at school, and MSN Messenger talking to my mates was the reason why they all beat me up in the gang because we had an argument on MSN Messenger. There was no Facebook. There was no MySpace. There was none of that. So imagine because MySpace came out. A year later. So yeah. I, I left school in 2005. Myspace, um, I had Myspace, I think near the end of that year, but I'd already left school. So yeah. I can only imagine what things would have been like in, in Myspace. You and your mate arguing about who's in your top eight and what song and all that nonsense mm. going on. Yeah. would have been It would have been really bad. And now, of course, you've got all these apps. Um, you've got, you know, you've literally got 12 year old kids who are able to edit, videos edit youtubes make great thumbnails and all this they you know if you've got a beef with somebody you can easily make a song and a video that's what drill is that's how that's how drill has got so big because drill. yeah because so obviously when you look at normal music videos you know it's all produced by somebody who does music videos for a living you know somebody yeah. who probably does a film a tv show etc cetera, etc cetera. drill music because obviously it's all about the hiding their identities and the balaclavas and a bunch of guys nine times out of ten when you watch a drill video it's terrifying you're like right. i don't even, i wouldn't want to be near any of these there's like 30 guys hoods up gun fingers i don't want to do that and it's because uh-huh. it's it's their own friends normally the ones who are in their crew who are probably under the age of 20 who can edit videos like an absolute boss and then they can right. put these videos out every day and it it helps them with their anonymity as well because they don't have to you know they don't have to contact a, a video editor because they've got like five in their crew anyway uh, because yeah. because when you go to school now a lot they don't a lot of schools don't really do textbooks anymore it's all sort of like online it's oh. all iPads oh. and computers so there are, you know, whereas, you know, when I went to school, we had, we had IT, where we had to go into a room yeah. to have computers. So <laughs> that's why they're so good at getting videos edited. Now, I mean, you know this, cause you, you do it a show uh, with my um, uh, podcast, Shame is Delicious. We have to get a thumbnail guy. We had to find a right. separate thumbnail guy <laughs> who that's what his job is. He makes thumbnails for YouTube. He knows exactly uh, what YouTube to get the algorithm. Okay. And he's, that's his job. I, I pay him once a week to make, fo- make one <laughs> thumbnail. That's his whole job. It's, it's crazy that this is like a career that you can
1: have. Yeah. And he does really well off it, he's, and he's, he's very good. Yeah, I think it's, I'm lucky I've got producer Paul. He does all that. He takes care of everything. I don't have to worry about it. You are he, lucky. And, and, and what I love is that producer Paul loves, he loves new tech and he loves new things. And so when he finds a new way of putting these videos together, he gets all excited, and he and I'm like, I'm so <laughs> glad I've got you because if I if it was just me, I'd have one thing, and it would just wouldn't change ever. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I'd have a complete stencil. <laughs> it's a nice stencil. It's fucking great. He does it all. He he goes right. I've just found this new thing, and I'm like, all right, all right. I trust you, and let's do it. And we do it, and it's always brilliant. It's always brilliant. So these people, like you say. You don't even need you don't need, they don't even need managers now they don't need or they don't need they don't need agents and they don't need record labels and they don't need
2: yeah it's, it's, they do it themselves it's 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 a good thing it really is especially you know because obviously we're comedians so we can talk about um, comedians you know there's a lot of comedians who who you look at and you go you I can't see a comedy like a modern you know like an entertainment comedy agent shall we say representing you no um because i don't think i don't think you are you've you've i don't first of all it sounds horrible but i don't think you as a person fits tv like your material the way you speak the way you are the way you look it's probably not going to work for tv um but what you can do now is you don't you don't need it if you've got the drive you don't need an agent anymore i've got i've got terrible drive (laughs) <laughs> I need an agent. I need somebody to help me with my diary and sort all this out. But there's a lot of guys and girls who learned how to edit videos, put videos out every few days, yep. and, really, and they really and 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 what's happened now is there's a, almost a divide because so I do quite a bit of TV uh, and I, and I'm not I'm not popping on socials, but the people there's people who are popping on socials who do zero TV. And yeah. a lot of the and and what's quite funny is the people who are popping on socials, who are doing really well on socials, they're selling way more tickets than me currently <laughs> on a tour, because because it, it's it's shifted, it's shifted yeah. heavily into the people online. So now there's guys like me who do quite a bit of TV, who's trying to get back, trying to catch up with the the internet <laughs> <laughs> socials guys because they're because what you know when you think of um like selling tickets on a tour Mm. as a comedian and i I keep bringing up selling tickets on a tour as a comedian because essentially that's that's kind of everything that we do yeah like i didn't do dancing on ice because i i wanted to ice skate i did it because i i wanted to well it's somewhat different but it helped me sell tickets on a tour you know people know me that's the whole point of you do all these things is you know you want a bit more visibility and stuff and exactly um, yeah but the guys who are, you know, working their butts off putting out these clips, um, they're usually doing really well on tour. And what I tell other comedians who, because there's a lot, you know, a lot of comedians who are like, oh, man, all these, all the content, man, I don't want to do any of it. and a, I'm sick of seeing it is, I go, the world is a big place. <laughs> it's very big. Like, my Instagram used to be full of just people in a podcast studio people posting clips of crowd work, people posting, and you go, it looks big to me and a lot because I'm in that world. But, you know, your friend doesn't have that at all. Your friend does not have constant podcast. They don't at all. Also, if you're a comedian, you can just mute like- Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no shame in me. I've muted so many <laughs> comics who are my friends and I like them a lot, but I've muted them because I'm like, I don't need to keep seeing these yeah. every day. I don't need to keep seeing it every single day. And it, it's uh, yeah. it's healthy, man. I, I actually think it's good for your mental health to just Fuck mute. Because yeah. obviously I don't, wanna, I don't want them to think I don't like them because I do really like them and I really respect yeah. them and I think they're very talented. But some of the, some of the posts, I, they just don't do me any good. Like, no. some of your posts don't make me feel good.
1: And you're not doing it on purpose, yeah. obviously. So I'll mute you. Oh, it's great. <laughs> whole new world. Yeah, I've done a bit of that. And I'm sure it's happened to me as well. Because you, you can tell by the engagement when you post stuff. There's you know, <laughs> not, not many people. Not Not many. Com, not many comics engaging in this. You rich? Know, I, I've, I've, been mute, I've been muted, man. I've been muted. Rich, I know I have. <laughs> rich? I know a few comics. And I've looked up my
2: stories and I've gone so-and-so's never watched one of my stories <laughs> i'm muted i've been muted Did i know you, you know it you i can i can tell i know what comics have muted me and i'm like and i cannot complain
1: because i have done it out to 10 i've probably muted them as well it's fine yeah. you just don't like you say it's not personal in and people listening to this that aren't that aren't in this industry that we're in it's the same it's the same for them as well. Like If you're listening to this and there's people in your life that you just go, oh, I, I love you, but I can't see your bullshit that you pump out online. I just can't watch it. That's a different person, the stuff that's coming out online. That's just their online presence. Just mute them. Rich, mute them. how, how yeah. many people do you think were muted when the
2: vaccine came out and they were heavy anti-vax and oh, all their man. posts were about... Because I'm I've always been... When it comes to the vaccine, I don't care if you're anti-vax. I don't care if you're pro-vax. Just don't make it your whole personality. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, all. Yeah. That's that's
2: that's my whole thing. So if you're posting too much about the vaccine or anti-vaccine, I'm gonna mute you because I don't want to hear either one. Because I don't, don't, don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't need to see you posting about it. And that's and I'm sure there's a lot of that. With, I mean, there was a lot of that when um, George Floyd died. There was a lot mm. of mad posts and all that. Uh, uh, people getting muted left, right and centre. Then, Well, some of them are just unfollowed. But yeah. um, you've got to do it, I think, to, for your own mental health. And I think some people feel quite guilty about doing it because they almost feel like they're sort of disrespecting their friend or their mum yeah. or their whoever. And you can't, man. Just protect, protect
1: your yeah. own sanity. Exactly. For your own good. Yeah, because I do know. There's been a couple of people and they've gone. Oh, did you see so and so? Said blah blah blah. No, I haven't seen anything. Oh yeah, I muted them. And then I have to go (laughs) and have a look. And then I'll go. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a bit fucking nuts. What they're posting there. That's why I muted them because I don't want to see that backshit stuff. It it does. It it does feel very strange
2: when you know you've muted somebody, but you go and check their page out. It is a a strange feeling. Like I didn't want to see your post, but. I should check in just to yeah. just to see if <laughs> and I, maybe in my head I'm just having a weighing up a decision as to whether I'm going to unmute them for a bit yeah I just because sometimes I will unmute some people just because I want to see something different in my uh, in my stories at the top mm. like a different face because you just yeah, get the same yeah, faces
1: yeah. and you go yeah let's 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 spice things up a little bit on a Monday <laughs> why not let me <laughs> let's change it up man yeah yeah i've uh, i'm the same yeah you just it's just sometimes i'm like no i don't want to see this anymore and i just got yeah you just gotta just and i'm sure you know the trouble is i don't post much i post a bit but i'm always being told i don't post enough and i'm like yeah but i post all the time like no you've got to post three times a day and you gotta be on it and you gotta be this and i'm like i've oh, got time i haven't got time
2: you, know you, you know, know you know what it is rich you've kind of got a so doing the podcast and you know this is your podcast when you put the clips mm. out yeah. every now and again whoa you strike lucky yeah. you'll throw a clip in and you'll check it two hours later you've got 5,000 views yeah. what I posted this to? what Five. I normally get five thousand. That's like me. I get five thousand in a week. Five thousand in two hours. Oh my gosh, what's happening? And then there's this algorithm, and you and you, and you try, and then you'll post another clip, and you'll get like two hundred. You're like, oh no, yeah. it's it's so hard. It is like it is. Ch- you are chasing that that high. And there's mm. there's some oh comics who are like the most prolific in terms of videos. I mean, uh, Lena and Dane in particular. Yeah. I love both of them. Jesus, really he is posting like, f- Dane, Dane posts like three up clips a day. I don't oh, know how I he know. does it. I don't know where he gets the clips from. I don't know what he's doing. Cause he's, you know when the comic is posting a lot of clips and you go, wait, that's a clip of you with hair. That's... <laughs> don't Who are you trying to fool? That's an old, you're posting. It. But Dane's is all like recent and he's he's one of those guys that he, he, he sees it and he, he just keeps posting it and posting yeah. and posting and... What will happen is eventually you'll strike gold. You'll get that, that clip. And it's, so, it's, it's, it's very odd because, you know, uh, comedy is all about, like, in the moment. Yeah. It's supposed to be in the moment, that live feeling. Whereas now, I've, I've done stand-up on stage a few times recently where I've said something in a certain way because I know that I'm editing it on a clip. Right. And I, I know that I know that that's gonna be put up as a bit of stand up at some point. So let me let me make sure that I say it this way because I want the subtitles to have like it's little things like that and I'm like, oh my gosh, what I'm I'm giving myself that extra little bit of pressure yeah, on doing stand up because that that is where it's going. It is all online. It's like um yeah. I'll tell you what's happening, all the comedians now are just putting out sort of stand-up specials on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yes. Like yeah. the days of, remember that, you know, I, I I remember the days of like, oh, HBO special. Oh, somebody's got a Comedy Central special. Oh, who's this? What, ah, Net- remember when Netflix had Netflix special was like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> Nowadays, like it's, no, it's not the same. Most comics won't even bother even thinking of Netflix or a prime no. or anything like that. They will immediately just go, I'm filming it. What are you gonna do? I'm putting it on YouTube. I'm gonna yeah. film it. I'm gonna cut it into about fifteen clips, all edited, subtitles, minute long, put them out over the next few months, then I'll release the full special. Bam. Yeah. That's kind that's exactly how people do it now. And again, it's that whole thing of putting it, you know, taking it back and putting it all in your own hands. And Yeah. To to record a special now and get it edited in that it's not that much money. No cause all you need is free cameras and let's be honest every single comedian has about two or three cameras now <laughs> at home because everybody's recording themselves yeah, and yeah, yeah. they know production companies that would happily come and record it i mean i did a gig the other day and two of the acts who were on had brought their own film crews Fucking to record hell. they brought their own they brought their own film crews to come in there was uh, one had two guys with gigantic cameras <laughs> who was filming because they're filming a special But These are all acts who were really good on socials. And I was like, yeah. oh, maybe... maybe. And, it, and it was at Top Secret as well. And Top Secret, as we know, have recordings that they send out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this act was like, well, no, I'm, I actually want it to look a certain way. So he had his, he had his own guys with like mounted cameras to record. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> no, this is what it is, really. this is This is what it is. This is <laughs> This is stand-up now. It's all, it's it's. We are not. It's not to be digested in the room. No. As well, it's purely to be digested, laying on your back, swiping to the right as you go through
1: different. That is that is what stand-up is now. Mate, I had it. I going back to what you said about being on stage and editing as you go because you know you're recording it for a bit, for a clip. I did it. I, I I put the clip up, but I remember before when the thing happened in the room and then I actually said to the audience, "I went, that's the one, that's it, that's going out on TikTok, that's the one." <laughs> and everyone was laughing, and I'm like, oh, I sound like such a prick." <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? It. What? Yeah. Rick
2: Heckler gets destroyed. <laughs> comedian. It,
1: yeah. What I'll did put
2: you it, put? I put. Uh, I think I saw. On, I think I saw this one. Was it something like comedian gets destroyed or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that
1: was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. So I that's saw it. It. And you got to word it so people go, "What's this?" Just to get them to click on it. <laughs> So I I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put things up like comedian gets beheaded live on stage. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so there's it's so mad. many.
2: You've got to do it. I mean, we all we all hated clickbaity titles that one. Oh, it's just a bit of clickbait, because. Mm. But I'm telling you, on YouTube and those algorithms and the well. socials, you, it 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 really it really works. I will tell you what also really works. I remember when um. There was comedi- uh, a few comedians now that have sort of really blown up on socials. They, they will unashamedly post a video and they would put it in a WhatsApp group. Can everybody retweet it for me? Yeah, and, they it, say, that, yeah. and they would say, and they would say, re- oh, can you all retweet? And it really does work. And there is something in it to be said with comedians, man. Like if we all just started our own WhatsApp group, like a big one, where there's like 20 of us and we all, we literally all just go, Hey guys, why don't we all yeah. just post each other's videos? Like, if I post, I'll post this video, You because it's, I mean, how many videos have you retweeted where you haven't even watched the video? I do it all the time. (laughs) I'll just, I'll retweet a friend of mine's video because it's a friend of mine. Yeah, sure, go, let me see what, let me help you get some more views. And I think (laughs) just a nice WhatsApp group and it's purely, And uh, you know, I'd make it, I'd be strict with it as well. I would be like, no, 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 this is, you just post a video in, that's it, because what will happen is it will just turn into like a bitch comedy fest all the time, oh, and yeah, it'll be go. Yeah, you know yeah. what comedians? Are- no, no, no. We're not doing that here. This is purely <laughs> just to help each other grow on socials. Let's yeah. stay away That's from a great uh- idea.
1: Yeah. All the gossip. I do. I'm not in any of the groups, and um, but I, I've got I, I'm mates with a couple of people that are, and I get my gossip from them. Yeah. And they tell me what they. Stay- I get screenshots going. This is what's going around today. I'm like, fuck it out. <laughs> just such a bitchy bunch of bastards honestly. there's always there's always something isn't there there's always there's always something
2: i mean you know comedians arguing with other comedians is something that you know i'm not used to i mean i did my first gig 2006 and the idea of comedians like trying to get other comedians to not be booked for gigs because of they don't like their jokes is insane hell, it's insanity to me because yeah. people want people wonder why audience members are so can be so brutal online you know like ducks in uh comedians you know you do a yeah. joke they don't like these comedians are racist and then they'll they'll you know the thing about that makes us so easily accessible is all we're doing is promoting where we're gonna be <laughs> so <laughs> if you hate us yeah. you just get our tour poster you can then contact the venues at, on Twitter, which people do. I've seen do for other yeah. comics and say, "Why would you book this guy? He clearly hates black people. Or he hates yeah. Asians." And and I and but and people wonder why that happens, and it's because a lot of comedians attack other comics for doing jokes that they don't like or don't agree with. And I I just think it's yeah. it's very strange to me because everybody's level of honesty is different. You know, you're yeah. you got into this industry for different reasons because I got into this industry, and not everybody. Got into comedy because you know they have a happy, sunny disposition. They had a great upbringing. They have a great life. You know, my, yeah. you know, I got into comedy because I had pain in my life. So my comedy is always going to have some of that pain in it. Where, yeah. but to other people, that pain might be like, whoa, this is too much. But yeah, I know. But it's, it's like my pain. Like why, yeah, 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 <laughs> why, why, yeah, yeah. why, why am I not allowed to sort of talk about comedy and do it in this way? It's uh right. it's um it's the strangest thing about comedy now yeah. probably even even more stranger to me than the whole online sort of YouTube clip um clip comedy because um I always used to think that comedians were like properly together but right it's... yes yeah 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 that was, it. that was that yeah. was it right it was it's us yeah. it's us versus the
1: agents the reviewers the <laughs> audience members the bad bookers you know it's that's us and yeah man yeah, it's, yeah. and was, I remember it was. There was one particular older comic years ago. I think I, don't, I think I just started doing comedy, so I was the other side of the bar now. But I remember talking to him, no, no, I was behind the bar. And I remember saying to him like, like you, you get here just before you're on, and then you fuck off. Like, what's all that about? And he's like, these aren't my mates. This is not, they're not, they're colleagues. I've got friends in the industry, but you know, I know them and we work together and there's no animosity, but I'm not, I'm not here to see them, I'm here to do a job. I'm just doing my gigs and then I'm fucking off. And I was like, "Ah, oh, shit! I didn't realise. I thought everyone was a pal, everyone was a mate. Yeah. Everyone. It's now a hell you of find time. you've got your pockets. Now you've got certain like, I like to get on with everybody, but there's 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 certain people that I would call up or I would text, and there's other people that I don't know in that way, so I don't. But yeah, yeah. But I'll message people online, like like with you, if I see you in a decent pair of shoes, which is often. Thank you, sir. I fucking love that. Couple so a Couple of style watched, icons, we like, are. Mate, you know what? I say it all the time on here. Footwear is so important, and it you is. shall be judged if yours is lacking.
2: You know, you know, you know what I always think of it, uh, footwear. I think of uh, that John Bishop was talking about how I think he was doing. Um, he was doing a gig in Liverpool when he was back doing, when he was doing weekends, and he would say, "Ah, oh, the worst thing you could do was like die on your ass on the first night of a right. weekend." Because then you'd have to come back and you'd have to face the bouncers and them, and nobody would want to look you in the eye. And they'd go, That's why I always wore a mad pair of shoes. It says, Because that that way they'd always look down and be like, Fucking are you wearing cowboy boots?
1: (laughs) 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 That was great. (laughs) It's important. It's important. It is. For various reasons. But that's that's what I mean. So I'll message you and go, Cracking Wheels, man. Um, You know, but then but that's it so you do there are pals you do you have there are pockets of you that you make friends and you're in whatsapp groups and things like that but then yeah. that's the same with everything but yeah t- t- I, it isn't as everyone in it together that i think no. some people get on they go they jump on these pylons because it's they see it as an, oh i'll get another person out of the way because they're the reason i'm not further up the ladder uh. so if i get a, if i get a more successful comedian out of the way then that's that'll help me or they attach their name to a controversy so they'll They'll be tweeting yeah. about it, or they'll be doing something. So their name's involved in it somewhere. What? And you're like, just fucking...
2: Don't. What, always, just... What, what always gets me is... It's like, do these people not see that it could be you tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's never... It's. It doesn't... I think what happens is people always think it has to be the extremes. It has to be a comedian on stage saying, you know, every offensive racist word... With a joke that doesn't really land as well, it has mm. to be that. way. no, sometimes it could just be, I, you know, Nish Kumar was um was had dinner rolls thrown at him at a at a, a, um, a charity gig because he, he talked about how bad the government was. Yeah. And it's like, and then and then he got ragged through online by all the you know all the the sort of Tories who are anti-Nish, and I know Nish you know sort of pushes at the Tories online and whatnot as well. Yeah. But it's just like. You see how easy it could be if yeah, you just yeah, do yeah. material that somebody doesn't agree with. It doesn't always have to be. Oh, this person was doing saying you know all this horrible stuff about you know trans women or something. It doesn't have to be that. It could be so such a little thing. It yeah, will happen yeah, yeah. at some point to a comedian who just says they don't like dogs. <laughs> they'll be like oh that's what's gonna happen they'll just do material about how they don't like dogs and i tell you now they they will lose gigs people will be like how do you not like dogs? Yeah, what yeah. what is going on because that that's kind of where we're at this um this outrage but then yeah. you know you, you on the other side if i'm just playing devil's advocate um it makes comedy comedy feel exciting <laughs> we're dangerous <laughs> <laughs>
1: mate i know what you mean and then again you kind of go oh there's no so- no such thing as you know all publicity is good publicity and all that sort of yeah. thing and i don't know uh, but it is getting a bit even the other night i did a gig in reading and i was i had done a bit about kinky sex it's not even graphic it's just saying that the thing is with kinky sex once you've both finished all you're left with is admin like you got to pick up obviously <laughs> so you've got to tidy up <laughs> And that's all it is. And I do this bit about my wife coming down from the scene like Tom Cruise <laughs> down a lift shaft. And my wife has seen that joke many times and she laughs at it and we laugh at it. And, and so I did that the other night and then I was doing some more stuff. So I was about sort of seven, eight minutes away from that material that I'd just done. And then this woman put her hand up and I'm like, what's God. up? And she just went, I just, why do you think it's okay for someone like you to talk about kinky sex? I went, what do you mean? like she said well you know why do you think it's okay that, to talk about those things and i went um well because it's my life i mean you know we all we all get Jeez. up to things we all do stuff um and yeah. we should be able to talk about it and laugh about it you know and i said why what's the matter have you do you have an issue with this and she went i just don't think it's appropriate to be talking about it and i went but what if we, if we go down that road and we try to cater for everybody Luckily. we won't talk about anything and I was oh. and it's not even it wasn't even a controversial bit. It's just about the fact that if you have if you indulge in kinky sex and toys and wear tying up or whatever, when you're finished, you've got to yeah. tidy up and you've got to put it all away and you've got to untie each other or whatever else. It's, it's a stupid bit. Yeah. She got so upset. Yeah and yeah, I it, just thought, what the fuck, man? You know,
2: you know what can happen with stand-up that it, it's always something that we we all forget sometimes with hecklers and it just made me think of it you don't know how you look to audience members no, true. and how you come across. So like, no. as in, like, obviously you're being funny, but to her, she might like, he reminds me of my dad. He reminds <laughs> me of, he reminds me of the guy of a, a teacher. He reminds me of this. And so mm. the way she's like, you shouldn't be talking about it. It, it, it triggered something in her. It got her thinking yeah. about someone. And she's like, well, you, cause, the way she said it, it sounds like there, is, there are people who look a certain way that she would be okay with that, whether that's a woman or whatever. But you saying that to her is like, no, 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 a, yeah. ma- a man of your age should not be talking about <laughs> those kinds of things. It's so strange yeah. that, that she, that, you know, and this goes for all hecklers. You would see a room of people having a good time laughing. Yeah. And then you've moved on from the material. And there's a part of you that's like, no, 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 no. I've got, I, need, I, need, I need to hear him on this. I need yeah. to hear what he thinks of how he thought that was an acceptable joke to make on stage yeah. at a comedy gig. <laughs> that's why I, I and, and you know, this will definitely bite me back in the ass at some point. I am such a big defender of comedians at all times. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the joke is, you, you're a comedian, you're on stage, you're doing a joke. That, yeah. Like, you know, the best um, the best sort of response to anybody who goes, why do you make a joke like that? I'm on stage. I'm doing comedy. I'm not, yeah. you know, tweets are always harder because you don't really know what people are tweeting. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would also say podcasts have made it very <laughs> hard <laughs> because... <clears throat> You know, nine times out of ten on the podcast, you are trying to be funny. But sometimes you're just talking, and yeah. they c- and 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 when the, the the mob comes for you, they go through your podcast <laughs> clips, going, "He laughed at this," and it's like, "Come on, guys!" There's, a, I mean, how many hours of podcasts have you done, Rich? Hours. There's probably <laughs> stuff that if somebody really hated you, they could
1: go let's get him let's oh, yeah. get him on that and, uh, yeah that, and there's that's, stuff we've edited as well like that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. i've got into something with a comedian and we've been laughing and it's been really close to the edge and it's afterwards i get a message going we're gonna have to delete that and i'm like yeah yeah we better delete that because <laughs> it's just two it's just two comics having a laugh but it sounds like we are we're, we're saying yeah it's okay to laugh at whatever it was we were laughing at mate and you go actually we need to not put that out because it'll get but misconstrued the completely context won't be there the best
2: thing we've got for our podcast is we have we have a uh, a female producer who is very very left and used to work for the BBC right and it's the best because me and Ishan need that <laughs> we need it we need we need that because some of the stuff, because we will just make horrendous jokes constantly. Yeah. And she'll go, and like the other day she went, yeah, we're going to have to take the AIDS stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what she said. And me and Isha were like, fired, yeah, yeah. fired. There's, al- there's always one because we, you know, we're just, yeah. we're literally just being comics, just, you know, just yeah. having a laugh about whatever. And, you know, it, 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 in you know, in today's world, it will get, Somebody will pick it up and go. Well, you know, yeah. this just what he means.
1: Also, yeah, also, yeah,
2: yeah, I remember talking to one comic, um, a female comic, and we mentioned Bill Burr because he was performing. And she went, "I think he hates women." Oh, and I was yeah. like, "And I was like, I don't know. I don't take everything he says as a, a statement no. of fact. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I, well, I just famously, think it's yeah, being funny. It's, just,
1: it's just yeah, it's just being funny. Yeah, and that's what that's the point and." If you listen to Bill Burr and other things and the way he talks about his wife and his kids, he, of course he doesn't hate women. Yeah, he just hates that. There's a stereotype he's talking about, yeah, and that's exactly. what he's joking about. But he's not saying all women are shit; they should all be. You know, it's it's not. It's he's making a joke about. I think, and that's when you see these pylons, and there's that there's been one recently, and you just I was looking at it. And like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. that one. <laughs> oh, man. And then people had sent me the clip, and I went. Uh, all right I said I can, yeah so it's not really my place to say whether what was said is racist or not, but from what I can see he's actually he's actually talking about the word
0: yeah and why, yeah, it's, bad yeah. And
1: why it's bad he wasn't and, and I'm like but then I wouldn't even I wouldn't even use that word as to explain that it's not even my place to get involved in that you kind of I have, always stay out of it yeah because I'm always on the
2: side of a comic on stage yeah so, so I, I, I always even even you know what's going on there and all that I'm like yeah but he's on stage doing comedy I mean um, so I don't like I, you know in that joke in question I'm not a fan of the joke I don't think it's a particularly no. good joke but, that's, but that doesn't matter that's not the point you know a unfunny joke is the birth of a funny joke that's kind of how it yeah. works you know Um, but I'm always just like they're on stage doing comedy but then you get other comics getting involved yeah. and then you get um, and then you get other, then you get members of the public who are all involved. And then what happens is, boy, did it spiral quickly. Mm. I mean, literally, the yeah. next, the, the, the two hours later, they've got other clips. Yeah. of of this comedian then they've got this comedian's parents involved oh, God. Yeah, yeah material yeah. of their parents involved and it's like what and then you can see people going on podcasts where they're also doing similar jokes that people were annoyed about on the podcast with other comedians uh, and then, and then they're finding the tour dates of the comedian and then they're contacting the tour saying why would you at this theater book this person clearly a racist here's the clip and it's like Guys, oh, this this is what this is exactly what happens. This is why, yeah. I, I I you know, if you don't like the joke and all that, fine, 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 fine. fine. You don't have to like the joke. If yeah. you know, you can you can kick up arms online if you want. But I just don't agree with getting their parents no. involved. And yeah. now, and and and, the comedian in question didn't make it easy for themselves as well because they did put out some stuff going against the left and all this sort of stuff and making yeah. jokes that people on the left might be racist as well. And all this other stuff, and it was like, yeah, I get what you're trying to be funny, but be careful because mm-hmm. there is a backlog of stuff that people have got. <laughs> and it's, it, 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 it's, it's pretty, it's gone pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but that's what can happen. And yeah. for me, even if I disagreed, even if I agreed with the people coming at the, the comic, I, I still wouldn't be public in a way where I'm like, yeah why would you say this blah, 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 blah. Mm. because guess what tomorrow it could be me <laughs> it could be me so quickly it could be you it could be any yeah, one yeah, of yeah. us
1: <laughs> like uh, like they're on a stage doing comedy you yeah. know jeez. and he said there's no room there's no room for uh that comedian to say sorry i really you know what you've raised a valid point I'll take it on board, I'll be more careful going forward. It's that need to absolutely destroy that person's life. Yeah. And they go, they just. there's not enough to just say sorry and go, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll think about it. It's like, no, you have to be destroyed. I have to ruin you. And they get such a fucking boner for it. It's really yeah. that, that power. And then they go, yeah, we got him canceled. We got him ruined. We've ruined his life. He now can't pay his bills. He now can't pay his mortgage. He's going to be homeless. He hasn't got any money for his kids now because because he said that thing. And you go, no, no, I didn't deserve that. It just... There needs to be a conversation, but what you're doing is getting this fucking massive boner for just destroying lives. And so... It's absolutely it crazy. And, that's not, and it's fucking nuts, man. You don't need to do that. Have, have a word with him. You know, flag it up, like you said. But that yeah, need... Yeah. That needs if to you, destroy. You, yeah,
2: you just you know um just to mention bill burr again bill burr said the best thing he's ever done cuz he's had a few controversies online for mm. jokes and whatnot he says the best thing you do is just don't say anything don't yeah. don't apologize unless you really want to and you feel like you did wrong if you you know uh, if you've been an asshole say yeah I was an asshole yeah my yeah. bad or don't apologize carry on the best per- the person the, the I would say the number one comic who is the best Getting in trouble for jokes and and staying on the bus and just riding it. and never get off. And, is is Jimmy Carr? Jimmy yeah, Carr's the yeah. best. Jimmy Carr. I've not seen a comic get in more stuff trouble online <laughs> for jokes <laughs> and then uh, Jimmy Carr. I would say Jimmy Carr and Ricky Gervais are very good. Ricky Gervais is Ricky Gervais is good because everybody knows Ricky Gervais and that's yeah. kind of that's his thing. And he goes at people online and he and he almost. When Ricky Gervais delivers his material he does it in a way that lets you know that I am being playful and I know that people who don't like me already don't like me but I don't yeah. care. I'm being playful whereas Jimmy Carr he cuz he's almost like that robotic on yeah. stage a little bit with his delivering his material. He he just doesn't he he just does, delivers his jokes. You never hear him apologize, you never hear him talk about it like when he had, got in trouble for the joke about the travelers. Oh, on his, yeah. um, that was that was huge I mean it was a it yeah. was a very good joke and that was I tell you when I that was one of those jokes where I realized you've got no chance if the mob wants to get you because no because Jimmy Carr literally said on that special he goes, hey this joke is the worst joke one of the worst jokes I've ever come up with this is the sort of joke that can get somebody cancelled. I know this is a really really dark joke are you ready he set <laughs> yeah. it up he does the joke right his material his, his 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 show was called his dark materials yeah. as in its dark jokes also the front cover he's in a coffin yeah. like he can't tell you anymore that this, there's, there's, all he needed was like warning tape over his mouth or something. Yeah. All the signs were there that this is gonna be a mad edgy, if you don't like dark jokes, stay away. Ricky Gervais always calls these special, you know, supernova or something. And then he's yeah, doing all yeah, these yeah. horror, <laughs> at least Jimmy Carr lets you know, listen, this might not be for you. And even he still got all that, you know, people will call yeah. him for him to, I mean, Catherine Ryan was like defending him and all this other stuff and obviously Jimmy Carr didn't need it but she's you know a big supporter mm. of just being funny and, and, yeah. and doing jokes and it just shows that when you know when, when they want to come for you they will, co- they will oh, come for you you just need calm, to man you need to have everything uh, <laughs> pl- planned <laughs> and ready and all your affairs in order there, <laughs> there, there is like stages for it, ain't it? Like the fir- I think the first stage is like protecting your own tweets that's right. when you know you go oh these tweets are all protected. Here we go, and then uh, and then the YouTube channel
1: goes to private. <laughs> it's, just, it's like little stages, and you go, oh gosh, it's all kicking off. Well, I look forward to when it happens to us, man. <laughs> mate,
2: mate, when it does, when it does, I want this episode. You have you have my full. Um, I'm fully cooperating with you to release yep. this episode to say Darren talks about what, Darren talks about his impending. He said it was gonna happen. He said it was gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen to all of us one day.
1: Bloody <laughs> hell. Well, that's when we'll start a WhatsApp group. <laughs> the Cancelled. Yes. Yeah. Cancelled, yeah, 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 yeah. Bloody yeah. hell. Uh, Darren, this has been lovely. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, oh, thanks for having me, buddy. Um, this just really nice to see see your rise you know see where you come from to where you're at now it's fucking lovely man honestly genuinely you, pleased for you you're, you're always great, one of man. you're always one of those comics that i always like seeing in the green room i'm like oh is on yeah, oh so. great
2: we'll have a good yeah, time yeah we'll if, have a if, nice time yeah is it there's it's always good i, I like that that's one of the fun things about comedy you know where ships sailing in the night but occasionally those
1: ships will just just meet up for a little bit yeah and it's just nice isn't it it's a nice place to be Um, where can we find you on the socials Darren yeah just find me all
2: socials uh, at Darren Harrier everything's on there the tour starts in September Roadman do come to that also my podcast with Ishan Akbar Shame is delicious do
1: give that a listen or a watch ski on the old
2: YouTubes
1: nice nicely done lovely I will say before we go I owe you mentioned Joe Lycett at the beginning I owe Joe Lycett an apology so a few years ago his book, uh, I can't remember what it's called, uh, Parsnips, the one. Yeah, Parsnips yeah. Buttered. Yes, Parsnips Buttered. Now, it, I knew it was coming out, and I bumped into him when I was with, with uh, my ex Jade, and we were at the we were at the Glory in Hagerston and he was there, and we went up and we were chatting to him, and then uh, I was a bit pissed, and I went, Oh yeah, <laughs> love the book, man. Yeah, yeah, it's really, you could really tell it was it was written by you rather than someone else. And he just sort of looked at me, and he went, oh, Thanks, mate. And I did, I did the, but I hadn't really, I hadn't read it yet. But I was pissed, and I didn't know what to say. I wanted to say something nice, so I said yeah. that. And it wasn't until I read it, and I went, "Oh my god, these are the letters that he sends to you know, like the sending letters to the council." Yeah, he does. Like yeah, that. and I'm like, "Ah, oh, you fucking dickhead." Uh. Yeah, I know know he won't listen to this, but if anyone knows Joe, just tell him. Rich Wilson knows he made a fucking idiot of himself that night. Joe probably doesn't even remember, but it's one of those things that stays with you. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I remember that book. It was literally stupid letters. Stupid letters. Yeah, you could tell that was that was written by you. Yeah, yeah. So I just want everyone to know. Yeah, I fucked up that night. What a dickhead. (laughs) That's hilarious. Listen, Darren, thank you so much for coming on. lovely mate this has been Insane in the Membrane this has been Darren Harriet. I've been Rich Wilson and we'll see you next time Made by darkhorse-digital.co.uk shooting, live streaming and podcast production.